Welcome to the Beacon Broadcast from Beacon Baptist Church in Burlington, North Carolina, featuring expositional Bible teaching by Pastor Greg Barkman. If you'd like to correspond with the Beacon Broadcast, or if you wish to support this radio ministry, write to The Beacon Broadcast, Post Office Box 159, Alamance, North Carolina, 27201, or find us on the web at beaconbaptist.com beaconbaptist.com The Beacon Broadcast is supported in part by the gifts of faithful listeners. Now with today's message from God's Word, here is Greg Barkman. Our verse-by-verse study through 2 Corinthians has brought us to that well-known text in chapter 5 and verse 17 which says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away, and behold, all things have become new. And to expand upon that text and to help us understand what that means to become a new creature, what is involved in that, what exactly becomes new, we look in the context both before and after the text, and we get some answers to that question. We have already seen, according to the previous verse, that to be, in Christ, to be a new creature in Christ means that we have changed perceptions. We do not evaluate people by the same standards that we did before we were saved, the standards that the world is evaluating people by now, nor do we evaluate Jesus Christ by the standards that we did before we were saved. But we have new perceptions that enable us to understand people in a much different light, to to evaluate them in a much different way than what we did before we were new creatures in Christ. Furthermore, we've learned that become a new creature in Christ Jesus means that we have changed behavior. We have new opinions and attitudes and evaluations and feelings and affections and And everything about us really is new. All things are become new. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. That means there's a whole lot that changes. That means to some extent, everything about our life changes when we come to Christ. But we also learn from the verses that follow, verse 17, how that becoming a new creature in Christ Jesus changes our purpose for living. And that's the one we started on in the broadcast yesterday, and we will continue today, which is Thursday, December 15. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for supporting us financially. Thank you for considering a year-end December gift to help the continuation of the Beacon broadcast. Christ changes our purpose. Now all things are of God. Verse 18, who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, that God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them, and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Christ changes our purpose in life, our 
why we live, why we do what we do, why, why we have the goals that we have. It's all changed now. And how? Well, through this process of reconciliation. He has reconciled us to himself. He has restored the broken relationship that we as creatures created in the image of God to have communion with God had that relationship broken because of sin. But now, in Christ Jesus, that relationship is restored. And how did God do this? Well, notice several things. First of all, who took the initiative? God did. Now, all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself. He took the initiative. That's amazing. Almighty God, with all power, with utter holiness, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who could who has created this universe and has created everything in it and has created mankind and could have just simply by speaking the word destroyed the entire human race that had sinned and rebelled against him and created a new one or something different, something even superior to what human beings are now and basically started all over. Why didn't he do that? Why did God choose to reach down to fallen, rebellious, sinful men and women and reconcile them to himself. It's a good thing he did, because in our sin and rebellion and spiritual blindness, we would certainly have never taken the initiative to try to seek reconciliation with God. And if we had, which we wouldn't, because... In our natural state, we love darkness rather than light because our deeds are evil. That's just the fact. That's just the truth. That's reality as we are. We would not have taken the initiative, but if we wanted to, if we did, what could we have done? How could we have reconciled ourselves to God? What could we have done to remove the barriers, the obstacles that have separated us from God? So thank God he took the initiative, and he removed the barrier through Christ Jesus. He addressed the fundamental problem, which is sin. Now all things are of God, who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ, and has given unto us the ministry of reconciliation. Not, as we are told, imputing their trespasses to them. Verse 19, that is, that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them, and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. He addressed the fundamental problem, which is sin. And yet, in this work of reconciliation, he devised a just and holy way, which is the only way he could do anything, because he's a just and holy God, But he devised in his infinite wisdom and sacrificial love a just and holy way to address the problem of sin, to be free to not impute their trespasses or transgressions to them. To impute them would be to to post them, you might say, to, to... apply them, to record them, to place them 
accurately upon the record of those who had sinned so that they have a sinful record before a holy God. But God is not imputing their trespasses to them because he forgives because, as we know, Christ bore the guilt. It's a wonderful, wonderful truth. It's another way of presenting the gospel. The more you study the Bible and the more you look at the gospel, the more you realize what an incredibly beautiful jewel of of amazing um, dimensions and perspectives the gospel is. It's like a beautiful gem. You hold it up to the light and you see the beauty in a certain way and you turn it just a little bit and you see the beauty in another way and you turn it just a little bit again and you see the beauty in yet another way. It's, it's the same gem, but all these different beautiful perspectives that you see as you turn this valuable gem one way and then another in the light. And that's the way the gospel is. And here's another way of looking at the gospel. Now, all things are of God, who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ. That is, that God was in Christ. God was in Christ. How he, he, is, he is the incarnate God, isn't he? God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them. That's how he did it. That's how he reconciled us to himself. And what did he rescue us from? Well, he rescued us from a purposeless life without Christ. What do we do without this reconciliation? Well, we always live for self. We live for pleasure. We live for wealth. We live for fame. We live for power. We endeavor to enjoy the pleasures of life to the fullest extent possible and continually come up short and disappointed because they, the promise of these things in this world never fulfills what they seem to promise to do for us. Never do. But in our unreconciled state, what do we do? We pursue sin and milk the pleasure we can from it and try to minimize the consequences of it, but we can't. And we try to acquire the things of this world and to accumulate as much as we can for personal pleasure and sometimes just for the pleasure of trying to make other people envious of what we have. It's such a, a meaningless life, but what else do we have if we don't know Christ? if we don't have a higher purpose, if we haven't been reconciled to God, if we haven't been brought back into that proper relationship with God. But when we are reconciled to God, then we have a real purpose for living. We have a purpose that is all centered in Christ. It is a life of gratitude to God. All things we read in verse 18 are of God. And so, having recognized his initiative and his amazing way of justifying the sinner without being unjust with his sins, of course, he has to do that by placing them upon the substitute, his own son, the Lord Jesus Christ, and punishing Christ as if he were us. He's bearing our guilt, our shame, our sin, and 
this amazing rescue of God, which is the way that he reconciles us to himself and pours out onto us abundant blessings that are beyond measure, and we are left with amazement, and if we are truly transformed by this divine grace, we are left with a sense of gratitude to God that we want to worship him, we want to serve him, we want to make our lives count for him, and there it is. This new creature in Christ Jesus means we have a new purpose in life, a life partnership with God. We are given the ministry of reconciliation, we're told in verse 18. Now, all things are of God, who has reconciled us to himself through Christ Jesus, and has given to us the ministry of reconciliation. And verse 19 says, and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. That's pretty amazing, isn't it? The ministry of reconciliation and the word of reconciliation. What is the ministry of reconciliation? He tells us that God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself. That's the ministry of reconciliation. It is bringing sinners the news of the gospel and watching as God the Holy Spirit works in hearts to change hearts and to reconcile people unto himself. I can't think of anything that is more satisfying than that. Even as I sit before this microphone and I don't have much more time, I'm thinking of two or three individuals that I have watched changes take place in their lives, even as the Word of God has gone forth. And what a difference it has made as we have literally watched them becoming new creatures in Christ Jesus. What greater purpose in life can there be than that? Can you think of anything that tops that as a reason for living? I can't. I'm so thankful to have been committed this work of reconciliation. Until tomorrow, Greg Barkman saying good day. May God give you his eternal peace.